Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so happy you're with us today. You know, there are some people nowadays who are explorers. They want to understand spirituality. They want to understand how reality works. They just, they would just want to understand everything. Some of them have come out of the 60s. They've dabbled in Eastern religious teachings, Western religious teachings. Maybe they've experimented in various ways to enhance their experiences. Maybe old-fashioned, all kinds of modern things. They're just doers, deep thinkers. Uh, And I've basically taken emails from all kinds of people. I want to learn from them too. I'm always trying to understand what people are doing if I believe what they're doing makes sense. And our guest today is one such thinker. Joyce Stewart is a, a psychotherapist. She's an energy healer. I've been receiving her newsletters for many years and followed her because I've come across something she's been doing that I thought might interest you. And she's been our guest off and on for many years. I enjoy our conversations with Joyce, partly because what she's doing sometimes I find interesting, and I think you will too. And she's always done her homework. Joyce was with us a few months ago, and she talked about conscious creation. And I heard from some people afterwards who said, hey, that was kind of interesting. I want a little more of that, please. So I asked her to come back and talk a little bit more, more about that so we could learn a bit more. Um, she says, whether we know it or not, we are creating our lives. And when you think about it, that's really true. I, what I know tells me that's really true. And it kind of brings you up short when you think about it. If we're creating our lives, whether we want to or not, we've got to think about what it is we're creating. This is Joyce Stewart's 10th visit with us. And she's this is we've just finished our 10th year and she's been with us almost from the beginning. So um she's coming back now to talk a little bit more. We've we've entitled this visit The Power of Our Mind, Our Thoughts, Our Words, and How We Can Heal Our Minds. So Joyce, welcome, dear. Uh, it's lovely to have you back with us again today. Thank you, Roberta. I'm happy to be back here again and looking forward to having this conversation with you and your listeners. And I hope we learned some more. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm thinking back on my life and wondering, you know, before I knew we were creating our lives, what the heck was I creating? And so we'll we'll learn more about that. Uh, but let's talk first a little bit about your own past. Uh, how did this all get started for you way back in the beginning? Just for people who maybe haven't heard your voice before and wondered maybe about how you got to where you are today. Okay, I'll kind of give you a brief uh, synopsis of my past and how I got to where I am today. Just like, briefly, just like to Roberta kind of said, give us a taste of it. Yeah, I'm a licensed clinical social worker, also also referred to as a psychotherapist. So I went into the traditional school method, got my master's, started my private practice working in the field. I was trained in your traditional psychotherapy, which is talk therapy, coping mechanisms, psychotropic medications. 
but I believed in a God that healed. So I wanted to find out what actually healed us. Psychotropic medication, dear. Talk about that that a little bit. Oh, those are the medications that psychiatrists give you. So if you have any. Okay. Oh, this is not like 60s stuff, right? No, this is like, you know, your Adderall, your Clonopin, your Lorazepam, different medications that psychiatrists give you for mental health disorders. Those are psychotropic medications. Okay. All right. But I believed in a God that healed. So I wanted to find a way to get people off those medications, get people actually healed. And so I did my own research for years, looking into alternative medicine, spirituality, new age stuff. Pretty much I kind of surveyed it all. And that's when I realized that at our core, we are energy beings are based in energy. Everything is energy. Energy is what heals people. That's true. And so, yeah, it's true. So then I started shifting my practice where I'm adding more energy-based treatments, spiritual interventions with my clients, in addition to traditional psychotherapy, so that my clients are getting off the medications, they are getting healed, they don't necessarily need the coping skills, and it's a much better way of living. So people come to you who have what kinds of problems? Oh, I primarily work with um, abuse and trauma fear, anxiety, stress, and spiritual issues. Those are the main ones that I focus on. Well, that's that's a pre- pretty big field. It is. And most people, whether they realize it or not, have had some type of trauma throughout their lifetimes. And when trauma happens, we tend to um, not know how to deal with it. We tend to kind of just kind of push all that stuff down and bury it. Um, but eventually it catches up with us and it does affect your thoughts. It affects your life, it affects your choices, different things like that. And so most of the clients I see are usually in their late thirties, forties, fifties, when finally their you know, the coping skills are no longer working. The medications are no longer working. The trauma, all that junk from the past is starting to come up and affect them in really ways where it's difficult for them to live their everyday lives. I think many people in their forties, fifties, it's kind of a taking stock part of your life. You're kind of coming to the place where you you you're not running so much as you're stopping to think, wait a minute, you know, and here here I am. I'm certainly more than halfway through my life, or at least halfway, and I'm wondering. I'm looking back. I'm looking forward, and I'm wondering what I could do better. Yeah, I'm taking stock now. I, so those. That's a good time to stop and think about your life. So I can see why that would be a good place for people to stop and think. Well, I would agree with that because so often we're what I call programmed. You know, you go to college, you get married, you have the kids, you get the dog, you buy the house, you make so much money. And then people are like, you know what? I'm still not happy. I'm still having all these issues and problems in my life. I'm doing everything everybody told me to do. But what they fail to do is go within and find out what is it they really want to do? What is their life purpose on the planet? And so when they hit their 40s and 50s, they start to question things. And once you get tuned into who you actually are and why you're here, and that's what I help people do, then you can begin to let go of a lot of that stuff in the past and really live the life that you want to live and create the life that you want to live. Start to create the life you want to live. Stop yeah. living the life your parents told you to live or, you know, the, the life you thought you were supposed to live, right. you were programmed to live. Who am I anyway? And what do I want to do? Yeah, that's that's a good place to get to, I think. Yeah. Well, good. All right. Well, so that's that's what we want to help people do, do, I think, here as well. So, all right. So 
what we're going to talk about today is creating the life we're creating is happening whether whether we want to or not because our lives our thoughts are creating our lives so what are those thoughts that are creating our lives what's a thought that might be creating the life we're living now whether we want to or not what are those thoughts okay so People who have studied this, they really realize that, like they say, thoughts do create your life because what you think about will come about is the way it works energetically. So thought is a vibrational frequency of energy that produces mental activity within your brain. That's kind of the scientific definition of it. And so if you are thinking a lot about how, you know, I'm always going to be poor, I'm never going to be able to make much money, I'm never going to find the right job, I can't keep a job life is so hard, life is so stressful, life is so difficult. If that's the thoughts and the energy you're putting out in the atmosphere every single day, that's what's going to come back to you and that's the life you will continue to live. And if you think thoughts of, hey, I'm amazing, I'm a wonderful person, I can create whatever I want to, I have the ability to have loving, lasting relationships, I have the ability to be financially prosperous. If you have those type of thoughts, that's what you're putting out there, that's the type of life that you're going to bring back into you. So like attracts like. And so the thought energy we put out produces the life that we live. So if you don't like the life that you're living, you have to go back and ask yourself, well, what have I been thinking about? So and change those thoughts. True. That is so profoundly true. Think and, about that, everyone, because when we pray in gratitude affirmations. Yes. What, what we're doing is putting out the result we want to produce. Correct. So if you say to uh, about someone um, right now, I have a very, very dear, beloved family member who has cancer. So if I were, if I were saying, oh, God, please heal his cancer, I'm affirming that he's got cancer. Correct. But if instead I say, thank you, God, that you've healed his cancer. Thank you for healing his cancer. Thank you that his cancer is every day better. What am I saying? He's getting better. That's right. Yeah. You speak to those cells and you command the cells. You speak love in these cells. Thank you cells for everything you're doing to help bring healing and health and wholeness back to the body. Difference. And yeah. guess what? I, I'm proud and delighted and thrilled to say um, when I when I texted him yesterday and said I I, I hope everything is is really well, he said I feel terrific. I can't, uh, how thrilled I was to be able to read that text. I got to tell you, wonderful. I'll give you a little example that helps people understand this. So our thoughts create our emotions. Our emotions create our attitudes. Our attitudes behave create our behaviors. That kind of goes in a chain. So an example I like to use is if you have a problem called a weight issue, which a lot of people have, there's two different types of thoughts you can have. So most people have the thought, I'm overweight, I'm never going to be able to lose these pounds. And if that's the thought you have, the emotion it creates is, I kind of feel disgusted with myself. That creates an attitude of I'm irritable towards self, toward others, which creates a behavior, I eat to numb the feeling of disgust, so I can't release the excess weight. But if we just change our thought, so you have the same issue, weight issue, but now the thought is, I am overweight, but it may be possible to lose these pounds. Now my emotion is, I'm starting to feel a little bit hopeful, which creates an attitude of, I'm feeling good towards myself and others, which creates the behavior of, I start to exercise and I start to eat healthier. 
So you have the same issue, but two completely different thoughts gives you two completely different results. It's so amazing how true this is. Yeah. I mean, and I, even in childhood, I remember my mother used to tell me every day, just remember that whatever, you know, when you look around the class, you're always the smartest kid in the class. So whatever they're telling you, you're always the smartest kid in the class. I I didn't know any better. So I was the, assumed I was. Yeah. And you know what? I graduated at the top of my class. Right. No, I have no idea whether what she told me was true. It doesn't even matter now. It doesn't matter. It's whatever the mind <laughs> believes. Whatever you tell the mind, it believes is truth. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. And I, when, when when it was time to graduate from from high school, um, I think I lost out by a tenth of a point to one other girl. That's that was it. <laughs> it doesn't even matter anymore. But I I now look back and I think I have no idea where where, where I fell in the class ranking. But darn it, wasn't wasn't she smart to keep telling me that? Yes, she was. Yeah, very smart. And, you know, it takes the same amount of energy to think a negative self-defeating thought as it takes to think a positive self-affirming thought. Same amount of energy. So let's use that energy toward positive self-affirming thoughts instead of the negative self-defeating thoughts. So how powerful are our thoughts really? I'm going to give you a statistic. The first time I heard it, I was blown away because it was the exact opposite of what I've been taught. But it is around 87% of illness can be attributed to our thought life and approximately 13% to diet, genetics, and environment. Wow. Just the opposite. 87%. I I guess I'm not surprised, but I'm blown away all the same. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So this is why it's really important for people to understand how the thoughts work. Because most people think I have no control over my thoughts. My thoughts just come and go and they're there and I focus on them, but I don't know how to change them. I anything. Um, And so they just keep repeating the same patterns throughout their life. But once you learn how to challenge, shift and change your thoughts, then you can change the direction of your life. Wait a minute now. How? So someone is listening and they're saying, oh, easy for you guys to say, I don't know how to control my thoughts. How can people learn to control their thoughts? Well, the first one is just you have to have the first is just to believe that you have the ability to control your thoughts because so many people don't believe they have that ability. So first, step, no yes, brainer, that's true. All right. So how can they do it? My first thoughts. thing is to believe. OK, yes, believe you can do this. How can they do that? And then the next thing is you want to what I call challenge the thoughts. So what happens is the way our subconscious mind is programmed. We have all these thought programs based on our childhood and everything that we experienced growing up in life. And so when a thought pops into our head and it's a thought we've thought before, our subconscious mind automatically connects the same emotion to it, the same behavior to it that it has programmed in the past. And that's why we keep repeating these same patterns throughout our life. So when a thought pops up, the first thing is to say, wait a minute, I have a choice here. Do I want to continue to think this thought or would I rather think a different thought? Is this thought really true about me or is it a lie about my me? What things would I rather be thinking about right now? Why all of a sudden does the thought pop into my head? So you want to begin to stop and question the thought. And you're breaking that automatic pattern when you start to do that. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. 
So if you don't like what you're thinking, mm-hmm. just say, wait a minute, I'm not going to think that now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to replace that thought with this other thought. And I have the power to do that. The first thing to do is to command that power Correct. over your thoughts. And you, so, and you can you can do that. You have the power yes. to change. First thing you have to do is to believe you have that power. Correct. Know that you have that power. Command that power over your own thoughts. Yes, and it's Ooh. helpful. What I have clients is I and it's I tell people write down write down all the self defeating negative thoughts you have every day. Just make a whole list of them, and then we read through them and we say, okay, well, what would you rather be thinking? And we come up with a positive thought to replace it with that we kind of, to help them kind of see how to shift and change their thoughts. But then we also want to look into, well, why do you have this negative thought? Where did this thought come from? Many times it's from past trauma and abuse that they've experienced that they have this thought about themselves. And so then we have to go back and do some healing work on that past trauma and abuse. You know um, what I would do? Is I would write those down and I would get myself a, a dish, you know, nice big copper dish, and I would light those old thoughts on fire and say, that's it. No more. Yeah. I will never think those thoughts again. Then I would write down with a bright red pen in big letters what you are always going to think about yourself from now on. All these beautiful, positive thoughts you're always going to think about yourself. I would write each, each of them down a hundred times every day. Well, there's a couple of things. Now we're getting to affirmations because you have to be able to make your affirmations realistic. So I think I had an example here. Okay. um, So let's say if I believe I'm a very disempowered woman, I feel like a victim all the time. I feel like everything is happening to me. I have no control over my life. That's what the thoughts that I have right now. I want to change that. So if I wake up one morning and say, okay, I'm going to start saying I'm a powerful woman. Um, that's not going to shift or change because it's too big of a leap for the subconscious mind to go. I'm completely disempowered to I'm powerful. So we do what I call these stepping stone affirmations. So maybe the first affirmation is I believe it could be possible that I could be a powerful woman. And then once I believe the affirmation, then I can switch it to I'm in the process of becoming a powerful woman. And once I believe that, then I can change it to I am a powerful woman. You see how that works? So you have to go you have to go through the process of you have to have realistic steps to powerful. shift and change these thoughts from a negative thought to a positive thought. Otherwise, it's too big of a leap for the subconscious mind to make, and you're not going to be able to do it. And this is a mistake that people aren't taught about affirmations. And this is why affirmations don't work for a lot of people. One of the reasons. Okay. And the other thing while we're on affirmations, because like I said, a lot of people don't understand how these work. You see all these things come out and they get so, oh, just think positive, just think positive thoughts, it'll change everything. No, it really doesn't work that way. <laughs> um, like I said, you've got to do the little steps. You want to say your affirmations when you're in what's called a theta brainwave state. When you're in a theta brainwave state, it's when your subconscious mind is most open to be able to shift and change the programming. So if you say these affirmations around noon when you're wide awake in an alpha brainwave state, it's not going to shift or change your thoughts. But in a theta brainwave state, which is right before you fall asleep and right before you wake up, you're in a more relaxed state of mind. That's when you say your affirmations, because that's when your subconscious mind is open and we can change the programming easier. Well, I've just been given one, which you can write down right now. 
And the one that you can write down right now, I have been just told, is Jesus loves me. Mm -hmm. Everyone write that yes. down right now. Yes. Because tr Jesus truly does love you no matter who you are. Correct. Just as you are right now. Yep. He loves everything about you. He doesn't judge you for anything. Doesn't matter where you find yourself in life right now. He loves you unconditionally. There is no, there. you don't have to go through any steps to get there. Nope. Start there. Yep. Then the other thing that helps with visualizations and shift using them to shift your mind, your thoughts, is you want to have the affirmation. You want to visualize what it is you want to, you're trying to shift and change. And you want to feel the emotions. So I want to visualize myself being a powerful woman. What would that look like? What would I feel if I was a powerful woman? So as I'm saying the affirmations, you want to add the visualization, you want to add the emotions, and that makes the affirmation much more powerful so it's easier to change it in the subconscious mind. Say that again, because I didn't follow that. Say that again. So you write down the affirmation. This is what I want to believe about myself or think about myself. Instead of this thought, I want to think Such this. Such as, I can become a doctor. I can yeah. I I am a um uh a good mother. I am a going to be able to succeed at yeah bookkeeping. Business, whatever it is I want to do. Whatever it is I want to do. Yeah, I believe I'm capable of having a loving relationship with somebody. Okay. Okay, well what would it what would that look like if you had a loving relationship with someone? What would you visualize? Well you'd okay. visualize somebody near you, you'd visualize having wonderful conversations with someone, enjoying life with them, going on wonderful experiences with the person. Um, you'd visualize really having some deep conversations, being fully accepted and loved by this person. This is what you would visualize and you would feel and while you're saying you're this. You're a man listening to us. Mm -hmm. These go for men too. I, yeah. I, I want to be an electrician. I'm about to become a journeyman. Yeah. I'm, I, I want to become a great, I am going to be a, ma a great master electrician yes. and I'll go on to become um, an electrical engineer. Whatever it is you yeah. have as a goal for your life, um, someone very close to me is on the way to becoming a master electrician, frankly. Okay. And that's why I've chosen that. Yeah. There, there's some great... Frankly, if, if you're now a, a young man looking for a great career, um, you know, forget going to college, plumber, <laughs> electrician, there are some great blue collar careers for, for men right now with the, yes. not enough men are going into. And they're, they're, I'm told they're standing around the gates of job sites now trying to hire these young men. So there's, those are some great careers for young people. You know now. what? Women can do some of those careers too. Both men and women can do those careers. They're good paying careers. And yeah, we need more people. I don't think careers. about that, but that's probably true. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. So whole worlds are opening up for young people that were not there anymore. So, you know, open up your mind to some wonderful careers. Yes, that now are are there that really were not were not available, but not very long ago. Yeah. So anyway, all these wonderful things that people can do and and are are available to them. So anyway, we start we start with those goals, and then and then walk us through the steps then that we can take that empower and stretch our minds and stretch our thinking 
Joyce, so that we can we can get there. Well, one of the things that caught, that people struggle with when related thoughts are what I call thought, thought disorders. So I want to go through the thought disorders because if you have one of these or some of these, it's going to make it more challenging for you to shift and change your thoughts. So we have like obsessive. This is where you obsess. You keep thinking the same thought over and over and over. Can't get it out of your head. And then you have racing thoughts where your thoughts are just busy, 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 mental chatter, like you can't fall asleep at night because the thoughts are so busy, busy, busy. So if you have obsessive thoughts, you have racing thoughts, it's going to be difficult for you to shift and change your negative thoughts to positive thoughts. And then we have worry thoughts, people who spend all day worry, worry, worry. Well, I, I tell people like that, you know, it takes the same amount of energy to worry as it does to think a positive thought. So you change those worry thoughts into prayers is what I say and affirmations and you'll get much better results than just worrying over and over about different things in your mind. And then we have, we talked about the negative self-defeating thoughts. People are very familiar with those and how those prevent you from moving forward. And then we have what I call rigid thoughts. These are like we call, um, you sh they should always never can't, you have to do this. You can't do that. You should do that. Oh. Which kind of stuck. It's like overgeneralizations, yeah. unrealistic expectations. If you have thoughts like that, here again, you're going to get stuck and you're not going to be able to shift and change your thoughts. So it's helpful to identify if you have any thought disorders. And if you do, you need to work on changing that first before you can really start changing your thought patterns to what you want them to be. Yes, these, we need these clean and positive affirmations we have to focus on because once your thoughts are very cleanly heading in the positive direction, right. it keeps your mind focused on going in that positive direction. There's right. nothing muddying your thoughts, which is that's a very, right. very, that's right, much better way to keep things from getting in the way, which is yeah. great. That's really great. Good. And our thoughts all stem from our beliefs. So really everything starts with your beliefs. Your beliefs create the thoughts. That's true. Yeah, I know. Sometimes we don't just look true. at the thoughts. We have to look at, wait a minute, what is the belief I have that's creating this thought? And I have to go back and change the belief before I can change the thought. That's right. That's absolutely right. Yeah. And those beliefs get formed when we're often very small and we don't even, they're, they're, it's like they're part of the furniture of your mind. You don't even think about it anymore. And so um, I, I think of it as sort of the, the furniture. They're, they're, they're so built in, you don't even think about that. Um, and, and you're living with that furniture and some of it's old overstuffed chairs and, and the, they're, they're, it's not necessarily what you want to be living with. So you kind of need to sometimes throw out that old sofa and bring in new clean furniture in, in order to you really feel more comfortable living in your head sometimes. That's a very good way of describing beliefs. I've never heard that description before, but I think that's very accurate. That gives people a really good word picture about these old beliefs that are, yeah, habiting our, our mental house upstairs, so to speak. But yes, the beliefs form from childhood. They form from everything you saw and witnessed experience in your home growing up. They're formed by society. They're formed by the education system. Everything around us is forming our beliefs. 
And here again, they just become so normal to us. We don't take the time to question them and say, wait a minute, what do I actually believe about this? And why do I believe this? And how is this affecting my life? What are the beliefs about yourself that are wrong? Yes. I mean, I was very lucky. My mother gave me all these beliefs about myself that it doesn't matter now, probably weren't even true about how smart I was. And my parents were convinced I was going to be the first woman president. What a horrible curse that would have been. But on the (laughs) other hand, it makes you feel good about yourself. And that's good. You know, I mean, if your parents kept telling you how smart you were, you believed it. And it doesn't matter that they weren't right because it was all good stuff. But if your parents kept telling you you were clumsy or you were, you know, not smart, that's a bad thing. You got to get rid of those old overstuffed sofas with the antimacassars on the arms. You got to get rid of that stuff. Yes. And people that are raised in trauma and abuse and things like that, the beliefs that they have, yes. are that they're not wanted. They they they, they live through a lot of rejection in their life growing up. They live yeah. through a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. They don't understand right. why people treated them the way they did. So they think there's something wrong with them. They think they're a bad person. They believe no one's ever going to want them or love them because they didn't, they didn't receive any of that good stuff growing up. So they expect and believe that everybody out there is going to treat them the same way these people treated them growing up. But here is the fact. Roberta is your mother. And there's nobody ever been born just like you. And you are the most beautiful person ever born. You are the, you are the most beautiful you who has ever been born. So throw out all that old, awful furniture and Furnish your mind with beautiful furniture that's suitable to the most beautiful person who's ever been born as you. And live with that new beautiful furniture because that's who you really are. Now, it's not too late to do that either. I mean, you could start right now moving in the, the new stuff and moving out the old stuff. You can do it. The challenge sometimes for some people in changing their beliefs is if you are around a lot of people that have that same belief and you choose to change it, sometimes you will lose friends, you will lose family members, you will get people mad and upset at you because they want to continue to believe this belief and you're choosing to believe something else. And so sometimes that is a challenge for some people that want to shift and change their belief systems. So what do you do? You get some new friends? Yes, you have to have the courage to believe in what you want to believe. And eventually, as you shift and change that belief, you will be drawn toward a new group of people that accept you and have those similar belief systems that you have. Um, So you can see this in just, you know, if you look at religion as a big one, you know, someone is raised in one religion and they get to adulthood and decide that, hey, I want to be an atheist. I don't want to believe that stuff anymore. They get a lot of rejection, a lot of things from family and people in that religion that they were part of. You get people that are in um, different types of uh, even things as simple as, you know, a movie. If there's particular movies that you absolutely that everybody loves and you say, no, I don't like that movie. I found it's too violent. I didn't enjoy that type of movie at all. Sometimes people look at you. What's wrong with you? How Everybody likes this movie. Why don't you like why don't you like this type of thing? If you have any friends, did you hear what she just said? If you have any friends speak to you like that you need new friends that's right you have yeah you need new friends it's been a long time since i ever had a friend who told me i i needed to like their kind of movie i don't think i've had a friend like that since college well look at the world we live in the world we live in politically is very divisive 
And if you don't have the same beliefs of these other people, boom, they cut you out. You're censored. We don't live in the uh -huh. uh -huh. uh -huh. people are free to believe like that. what they want to. No, 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 no. <laughs> so we need to keep our freedom to be able to believe whatever we want to believe, yeah. whatever's true for yeah. us. We should have the freedom to believe that, even if other people disagree with us. But 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 you know, you know what? I I I truly I have friends of all political persuasions. I don't, I, I guess I, because I don't talk politics with anyone. Um, I, I'm very careful never to. Um, well, from my perspective, we need to respect all beliefs. Everybody has a reason for why they believe what they believe. And we need to respect and seek to understand. I, yeah. I mean, so what? I, I, I may not agree with them if they try to talk politics with me, but I just, I just changed the subject. Yeah, you change the subject. Find something you do you have politics with anyone. To me, I yeah. don't. You feel that it's it's almost like talking about soiled underwear in public. I think because both sides are kind of awful when you think about it. They are both. Yeah, the, the extremes. Anything on the extremes is usually going to not be healthy. You know, we want to be able to understand, seek to understand everybody's beliefs, regardless of what those beliefs are about. Um, and to feel comfortable around people that may believe differently than we do. But what you don't want to do is if you're trying to shift and change your beliefs, like you said, if you're getting a lot of resistance from people, you want to first, okay, why am I getting some resistance? Why do they not want me to change this belief? But ideally, what is in my best interest? What is my life purpose telling me? What is spirit telling me that I need to believe about the situation, about my life, about whatever it is that I want to shift and change? And that's the direction you have to um, pursue and realize that some people have to let, let them go, but other people are going to come in that will lovingly support you in whatever belief that you choose to uh, embody. I, I think that it is very important that we keep our political beliefs to ourselves, that we that it becomes something um, impolite to talk about in, in public. Yeah. Just because it is so divisive and yeah. we don't want anything so to be dividing us now. Yeah, you want to we look at what, talk about it. what is the world need now? World needs unity, world needs love, world needs connection. And love. So whatever love is I'm what going everything to has to be about. And yeah. it's not loving to talk about that stuff. It's and that's you have to ask yourself, is what I'm about to say a loving thing to say? Is yeah. what I'm about to say going to make the world a better place or make it a worse place? Maybe I need to zip up my mouth right now because what I want to say is not going to be beneficial. It's not going to bring more light and love into the planet. So you no. know what? It's not necessary for me to talk about that right now. That's right. So we don't talk about it. Yeah, we, don't talk we talk about, about puppies. That's right. <laughs> and kittens. We talk yeah. about love. We talk about what's going to bring us together and make us happy. There because, are things that will. And so yes. we talk about those things. And that gets back to your thoughts. Words are your thoughts being expressed. So when yeah. we speak, our thoughts are being verbally expressed out here. So whatever we think about, we turn that into words. And then third level of creation is action. Words in motion is your action. So the thought yeah. is be informed the words is the idea being expressed and the action is the word in motion being put into action they're all good but, but do not surround yourself with people who judge you because their judgment is always wrong always 100 yeah. percent. 
wrong. And you'll find that you're a whole lot happier when nobody is judging you. And you want to be happy. That's the whole point. I mean, cultivate your own garden and and encourage other people to cultivate their own garden. And if they're happy being negative, just love them and bless them and forgive them and, you know, do go your own way. You don't have to be negative toward people who are negative. It doesn't help them. It doesn't help you. Do whatever makes you happy. That's the important thing. That's the only important thing. But it will make you happy when you love others. And so we do that. But uh, so what, what, what do you hope people take away from today, from our conversation, Joyce? Well, first of all, I hope people understand that you really can change your thoughts. It is possible to change your thoughts. So if you find yourself stuck in any of those thought disorders that are holding you back from where you want to be in life, there is hope for you. There is change is possible. We have tools and ways in which we can shift and change these thoughts in the subconscious mind. So you can think the thoughts you want to think to create the life that you really do want to live. So many people live thinking everything is being done to me. My whole life has been orchestrated by all these forces and people out here. And no, it's really coming from what's inside of here. Your thoughts, your feelings, your beliefs are what's creating what's out here. So rather than blaming everybody else, take the time to look within. You don't have to be a victim of any person or any thought system or anything. Right. You can be empowered and you can empower yourself. doesn't matter where you are right now. You can empower yourself. And your website is livingfreenow.net, right? Yes. So if you want to learn more about Joyce, you can just go there. And um, she helps people who have these kinds of issues, and which is, which is beautiful. Um, and yeah, people, many people at midlife are suddenly saying, hey, I don't like the course I'm on. I just need to do a course adjustment. And that's one of the things she specializes in. Whatever kind of course adjustment you know you might need. It, that's the kind of thing that she does. Thank you, my dear. Consider yourself hugged. And keep okay. putting out those emails so I can be inspired to figure out something else we might be able to talk about. <laughs> Will do. So, and again, everyone, we've come to the end of our time. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so happy you could be with us today. We could talk about all these things. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. Never. And when you really get what that means, wow, it changes everything, everything in your life for the better. And next week, we're going to talk with Sue Brain. She's going to be with us for the third time. And the reason it's she doesn't come very often is that Sue is our death expert, and uh, she has an MA in the rhetoric and the rituals of death, and she hosts several death cafes each year. And of course, I'm an expert on death, but we never talk about death here because I sort of, I, I think of it as something that you all know all about, just as I know all about it, and I'm never... I'm not afraid of it at all. Uh, in fact, someone asked me the other day, since I know all about it and I'm not afraid of it, why don't I just die? And that's a very, actually a very good question. Um, and the reason is 
The reason is people who know about death actually want to use this time here to teach everybody else about it. I'm not in a hurry to die, but I certainly look forward to it as sort of the way you look forward to Christmas and your birthday. It's going to be a very happy day for, for me, but although I'll be sad for the people I'm leaving and won't, you know, they won't see me for a while. I know I'll see them every day, but they won't see me. But, but um, I want to educate people about what's coming next, because I know, I know the, the statistic, it doesn't lie, more than 90% of the people in the world are still afraid of death. I mean, it's programmed into us. And so Sue is going to be back and talk about death, which is how Seek Reality got started. We've just completed 10 years um, of our first 10 years, which is now we're starting. This is our first audio video combination. Um, where people will be able to see us as well as hear us. And next week, she'll be here to talk about um, our roots, going back to our roots to teach people about death. Um, she She's written um, actually several books, but uh, we'll be talking about one of her books, which is Living Fully, Dying Consciously, The Path to Spiritual Well-Being. She talks talks about the D word and we'll talk about the D word. And just because I'm not afraid of it doesn't mean you're not. And I'll try to help you understand why I'm not afraid. And we'll talk about death. Um, and anytime you're afraid, you can always send me an email, as you know, and we'll talk about it too. And we'll talk about why I'm not afraid. And, and there was a time I was, I remember when I was, and anyway, Next week, we'll talk about the D word. Please join us. And Sue is a sweetie, and I think you'll enjoy it, too. This week, we've been talking with Joyce Stewart for the 10th time. And Joyce is, she knows about death, too, by the way. We can talk about joy. We, we can spend a lot of time talking about death if you'd like to. It's just something that I know it doesn't interest me anymore because I know all about it. And I it's a lot. Death is a lot of fun, by the way. If it's like the best time of your life once you get there, just so you know. But Joyce is a very curious, very happy spiritual teacher and energy healer. And she's one of a number of people who have interesting things to say about a lot of different things. So whenever I think of we need a sort of vacation into some new area, I just always, always sort of say to Joyce, say what's new and come back. And this has been her 10th Seek Reality visit. And we've been talking about the power of our minds. The power of our minds is something that we don't talk about nearly enough, actually, because your mind is kind of the engine of your entire life. And just, just thinking about things makes them come real in your life. And that's something that most people don't understand nearly as well as, as we should. Just Thinking about things makes them come real. That's a very important thing for you to understand. Um, this is this is an area where just thinking about something enough, even if it's a very bad thing, you can manifest it. So let's all concentrate right now on thinking about really, really good things. Do you know that that the that the numbers? Um, the numbers in the, on the anniversary of 9-11 in, in, in New York City, the, the numbers were 9-1-1. Just saying, the more you think about these things, 
the more it freaks you out. This is a very important topic. So let's all think about good things every day of every every minute of every day, and we'll have only good things happen on the earth. Just saying, very important. And now, of course, it's time for us once again to mention that Seek Reality Online is your one-stop resource for all things death and the afterlife. This is this is a wonderful website. It 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 was it entered about oh a year and a half ago. This was something that that actually my my spirit guide Thomas and Jesus got it into their heads. We ought to have a website about death and the afterlife. So. Craig Hogan and I did it, and it's actually a beautiful website. The only problem is that most people are afraid to even find out the truth, because what if there's something bad about it? You don't have a choice. You're going to go there anyway. The death rate is 100%, but it's all good news. The great the great news about death and the afterlife is there's no bad news. It's actually, actually like a playtime 100% of the time. Your own reality really is beautiful. And it's eternal. So when you're ready, go to Seek Reality online, seekreality.com, and learn from the ultimate master in this subject, Craig Hogan. The ultimate truth is beautiful. And Craig is the the ultimate worldwide expert on all things death and the afterlife. And teachingsbyjesus.com came right after it. Jesus is your single resource on everything his his website is still in progress. We keep trying to make it make him happy with it. And eventually he doesn't understand websites as part of the problem. And he's still figuring out what he wants, but we're still playing with his website. But it really is his turn now because Christianity is finally getting to the point where it stops producing victims. He spent the past 1700 years healing the victims of Christianity. But as Christianity dies, he finally can have his turn. And the religion has not been such a success, but the teachings of Jesus are absolutely beautiful. And they're what is featured on teachingsbyjesus.com. It's the Lord's own entirely religion-free website made by him for him in perfect love for you. Teachingsbyjesus.com. And as I'm sure you know by now, my own nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. Those are my books. For young children, there's The Fun of Meeting Jesus, which is a beautiful picture book. And these books are available through bookstores and on Amazon.com, on BarnesandNoble.com, and the adult books, except the latest one, are also available as audiobooks. If you want to talk to me about anything, you can always just contact me through the contact block, which is the green block on RobertaGrimes.com. Just make sure you give me your correct email address. And it can take a while to hear from me, maybe a week or 10 days now, because I get so many emails, but I'd always answer my emails. Just make sure I have your right email address. And meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and make the most of the this coming week in our wonderful, beautiful, eternal, our, our universe. This universe is all real and it is all nothing like what science tells you because of course science is all material and none of the universe is material. It's all very different from what science tells you it is. 
But please enjoy this week until we meet again next week. And just never forget for a moment that you, most of all in this entire universe, are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.